I think we should ride this song over and over again and just play it and play it and play it until people are sick of it. Just like the radio. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sick of this one yet. Did you see that video the other day of uh, the elementary school singing along? <laughs> like he was, Lil Nas X showed up at an elementary school and started singing it. And they were all singing with him. Mm, yeah, no, I did not see that one. All, all I saw was uh, that song in the background of the new Rambo trailer. Mm, Rambo. I'm pretty psyched for that. Rambo, a new Rambo and a uh, new... Schwarzenegger, like a new Terminator movie, both coming out this year. Do you think Hollywood's just out of ideas? Yes. I thought I think Hollywood's been out of ideas for the last few years. Do you know who's not out of ideas? Us. Us, as in Sean and David and the Scene and Screen podcast. Okay. So here's the deal today. We've got a lot to cover in a short amount of time to do it. We are taking you down the old town road all the way into LA, and we are going to preview E3, see what the big guys are up to, make some predictions. We're also going to talk about one movie, and just one movie, and that's it. So, David, I got a question for you. Uh, I might have an answer for you. How many movies do you have to be a vampire before you can become a a bat? What? How many movies do you have to be a vampire before you can become a bat? Like, how many movies do you have to play a vampire? Before you can become a bat, yes. Like, are we talking... I'm confused. Are we talking about... uh, What are we talking about? The answer is four. Twilight star Robert Pattinson has been cast as the new Batman. What the hell? I knew you didn't know this, and that's why I'm so (laughs) glad I brought it up. This is the worst day of my life. Almost, this is worse than yesterday. What happened I, yesterday? When I thought that my girlfriend was abducted or robbed while in Spain. I, I've been corrected, sorry. He was also a vampire, apparently, in Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. Harry Potter has vampires? Oh, he was not. I, I'm just getting text messages from the other room. He was a wizard. So he was a wizard once and a vampire four times. But your girlfriend was abducted in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's she's traveling through Spain right now with her mother. And uh, so they're like six hours ahead of us right now. And I get a text message from her phone at around 11.30 a.m. And it says, uh, I quote, it says... You are my emergency contact. I need help. This is my approximate location. And then it goes to a link, sos.international.me.com, which so it's from her phone. So I go to the link because it's it's a text message from her. It's not like some spam message, right? Yeah. And it shows like a GPS location of her, of where she is. And I'm like, what the hell? And it shows like in Barcelona, that's where she is. So I'm thinking, okay, this is weird. So I send her a message and uh, I, I don't get a reply. So I'm just kind of like, oh, maybe she just uh, was playing around with her phone and accidentally sent that. And then I'm kind of like seeing if the location updates and it and it doesn't. So I'm like, maybe someone stole her phone, which is also possible. You know, like 
Europeans, you know, there's not all Europeans, but you know, there there is a increased crime for stealing stuff from tourists in parts of Europe. Yeah. So then uh, throughout the day, I I don't hear anything from her. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I get to work and I, I tell my manager, I'm like, yeah, so this is the message I got. And they're like, are you serious? Like, are you freaking out? I'm like, well, I'm slightly concerned, right? So uh, I'm like, I'm just going to hold on to my phone while I'm at work just to hear, see if I hear anything back from her. And so then I, so I, I take a screenshot of the message that I got. I send it to her and I'm like, okay, this is what I got. And I'm like, are you okay? Still nothing. And then maybe like five minutes later, I get a call from her, like from her phone. Because like, so she's, we talk through like a, like WhatsApp type of thing. It's like the yeah. Korean WhatsApp called Keiko Talk. It's kind of, of like course. we chat for like, I think, I don't know if it's like China or Japan uses it's, that. It's or, like, it's like kicks or whatever, but yeah, go on. Yeah. So or, um, the other one. Yeah. It's like WhatsApp what for yeah. Koreans. So anyways, so I, uh. I messaged her through that because I figured she was uh, just using, like, Wi-Fi on stuff. So I get a call from her phone, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I answer it, and then it, like, disconnects or, like, hangs up, like, almost instantly. And I'm like, okay, now I'm slightly concerned, right? Or I guess more concerned than I was slightly before. So then I call back, and it connects, but it 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 makes – you know, like, when you call someone, it gets, like, the, the busy signal? Mm-hmm. But it was much slower. It was like a really slow, like beep, beep. Yeah, I get that. And I was like, okay. And then it kind of sounded like it was like someone picked up, but then it like went right to voicemail. And I'm like, okay, this is weird because she, I, I know someone has her phone because she just called me. And then I call through Keiko Talk and it doesn't connect. And then I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's going on now. So I'm kind of freaking out, and then she calls me, and she's like, oh, my God, like, I just saw your message. She's like, the picture didn't load, but I just saw, are you okay? And then, like, I I looked through my text message, and I saw that it sent that. She's like, I don't know how that happened. And she's like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I thought you were, like, abducted. I'm like, just don't pay them. We'll find a way to get you home. (laughs) Yeah. So turns out her phone has, like, a safety thing. And and it's, it's actually kind of smart, but... I guess I wish we had a known. Uh, if you press the power button five times in a row, it sends that message to whoever you have set up as your uh, emergency contact, which is is handy. Like if you are in an area or a situation where like oh, and you can like kind of reach your phone, you can like quickly press it without anyone knowing, right? Yeah. So she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, at least it wasn't set up as my dad like her dad she's like he would have actually had a heart attack and i'm like yeah meanwhile here i am like thinking that you were robbed or abducted or something like that so now now that i know she's safe i'm just kind of any pictures she posts i'm like is this before or after you were abducted (laughs) but that's uh, that's kind of crazy and that also puts some context to your facebook or the facebook post i saw um which the other this, day. Which which one was that? Um, you. There are. Um, somebody just posted like I am your emergency contact. Oh yeah, so that was my manager, and then he posted on my Facebook, 
and he's like, you're my emergency contact. Please pay to save me or something like that. <laughs> Just like, okay. I'm glad that the people that I work with can make light of this situation. But everyone was kind of freaking out. I'm like, well, there's always there's always tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. well, um, I guess I'll set up a GoFundMe. You know, we'll, we will uh, try and get the money within 30 days. <laughs> and then she'll be married off to a prince. Well, so, better than me, but so yes, Robert Pattinson was in five Twilight movies, not four. They made five Twilight movies. Yeah, apparently one was in a part two. I thought it was only three movies, but it was oh, four. Yeah, it's kind plus of like Harry a part Potter, two. How they la- ended the last one in two movies, and then how they made the Hobbit film, the single <laughs> Hobbit movie, into three. Yeah. So there's all that. I mean, we're we're, we're looking at. A new Batman again, and apparently they're promising that it's not going to be an origin story. I don't believe that, but... Have they ever made a Batman that's not somewhat of an origin story? Like, they... Literally, every single Batman movie has a flashback to Batman's parents being shot. Is yeah. That, is that not a thing? Like, um, uh, sorry, is, is there a movie with that doesn't have that? Like a live-action one. No, I actually don't. Does Dark Knight have that? Yeah, the Dark Knight kind of has like a a little bit of a a backstory at the very beginning in Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. Or the Dark, or what is that? Yeah, it is Batman Begins, isn't it? Yeah, Batman Begins, yeah. The first one of the Dark Knight trilogy. Interesting. Either way, we're not here to talk about superheroes today. We're just not. Yeah, and especially now that you've ruined my hopes for any future Batman. Speaking of ruined hopes, apparently Dark Phoenix has like a rating of four out of ten. Which one's Dark Phoenix? The new, the the new and the final X Men movie for that, like the the Hugh Jackman era. Oh, uh, so like they're closing off all those storylines and stuff. Well, the the those movies were never that great. They were just all fair. okay. Yeah, I mean, I really like Days of Future Past. I thought that one was pretty good. Um, X-Men 3 was pretty good. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Pokemon Direct? Sounds yep. good to me. Might so, as well, because that was the biggest news of today. Yep, it was. And today is Wednesday for you uh, you keen listeners. That's actually um, June 5th for the people who want to know the exact date. So Pokemon now, Sword now and Shield. everyone knows how late we, we post these. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes they come out when we get to it. <laughs> yeah. um, Pokemon Sword and Shield release dates were confirmed November 15th. And it's a global release date, so everybody's getting the game at the same time. You can actually start pre-ordering today. Well, you could pre-order a while ago. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm reading um, the, the press release. Weren't the... There was another one that was a global release, wasn't there? So, Sun and Moon were, but not X and Y. Okay. There's new legendaries coming out. They look kind of stupid. Zamentia, which looks like a shield or Eggslash, and Zakan or Zakan. So the the sword one, I feel like the design's kind of dumb. He's like a wolf thing, but he carries a sword around in his like. What if he coughs or sneezes or has to eat? Like he puts it down and then picks it up. Like he always carries it around with him. I feel like they could have designed it better, like his his tail was a sword or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Or one of his arms was a sword. Well, that'd be kind of weird to be like, is he an amputee? <laughs> and then they replaced his 
arm with a sword. The only Pokemon, because the they only weapon. showed off like five Pokemon, right? I uh, well, they showed off like three, three new ones. They showed off the starters the sheep, again. The sheep thing. The sheep thing looks stupid because, yeah. and the flower looked even dumber because. <laughs> But they were also talking a lot about, like, what these, like, I feel like if you catch certain Pokemon, it's not like grinding them up to be Pokemon candy, but, like, you know how, like, in Far Cry, you can, like, kill an animal and then you can use their pelts to do stuff? Yeah, like in real life. Yeah, I've, I have this weird feeling that in Pokemon, if you catch this sheep thing, you can actually, like, donate it for, like, medicine. Like, catch a bunch of sheeps. Or for, not, for, uh, for not the sheep. The fl- uh, the um, the flower that they showed. Oh, I can't remember yeah. any of their names. I wonder if like you can collect its. Uh, it's like healing properties. It's seed. Yeah. Like <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna have like you have to collect Pokemon seed as no. a side thing. Uh, but like, I I don't know. Like the way I looked at that and kind of interpreted it was, is there gonna be like a a collection thing? Where it's going to be beneficial to catch certain types of Pokemon. <laughs> You're going to go to a Pokemon bank and donate Pokemon seed. <laughs> and that's the day we got canceled. Oh, my um, God. The only cool one I saw was the um, the, the Lockjaw one, which I thought was related to, like, Kronknaw. Yeah, it's like a giant, like, tortoise thing. Yeah, he looked really cool. Yeah. I like how they have the... They they've kind of implemented a mix between the uh, like a classic Pokemon uh, world and then what they did with Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So they have from from what it looked like they had uh, you can still walk through the the grass and get into random battles that way, but then there's also z- zones where uh, there's zones where you can see. Pokemon like in the uh, open world. Um, I I might want to correct that because a lot of the reports I saw afterwards also believe that random encounters are now gone. So it's going to be all like Pokemon. Let's go. Okay, but it looked like in the one video, like, there was an Eevee clip, in that frame though. There, was there? Because like it, they were like walking through the the grass, and then it's like it shows the little like. Burp thing and then the battle started I, I think now more than ever we're looking at this is the way we've always envisioned pokemon right like if you were out in the real world you'd want to run into that butterfree you'd want to run into that charmander and now there's a game that finally offers that and people are like well there goes the whole random chance thing but this is going to make shiny hunting a lot easier for a lot of people that i think I think it's progressively smart the way they did it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I hope that – because I, I hope that they do still keep – like if what you're saying is true, I still hope that they keep the random encounters in the grass because that's part of the excitement of Pokemon. Like, oh, what am I going to run into now, right? Especially when you're in a new zone and you're like, oh, man, like so many new new Pokemon that I can see – and then, like, especially when you keep running into the same ones over and over again, and then you encounter one that you haven't caught, and you're like, oh, yes, there's my chance. And then you kill it, and you're like, damn it, 
and then you don't know again. Yeah. I think that is what makes like that's a, a big part of the Pokemon experience. So I don't know. I, I hope that they keep that in. It looks like from my from what I saw, it looks like it's it still has that. And I think it would be silly to take it out altogether. I don't know. The mechanic worked really well for Let's Go. I but mean, it was also, a more linear Pokemon experience compared to what they're about to drop. Because yeah, like we that never is once big... saw an open world Pokemon until right now. Yeah, and, and, nothing. And I, th- I think maybe the open, like, or sorry, the uh, free reign Pokemon, like open, what is it? Uh, not open world, but like the uh, Pokemon walking on the, I guess, open world. Anyways, uh, I think that. That, it would be cool if that was just in kind of like the open world area, but then kind of paths in between there to and from towns and stuff like that with grass or something like that where you can kind of get the classic Pokemon experience of random battles and stuff like that. Can I read an excerpt? Because, Yeah. Um, from what we could tell, it seems like random encounters are mostly, if not totally, gone. The Direct showed a variety of Pokemon roaming the overworld, much like in the Let's Go games. You encounter these wild Pokemon in something called the Wild Area, which refers to the expense or the yeah the expanse of nature between cities. In the Wild Air or area, you'll encounter different Pokemon based on specific location and weather. You initiate battles with these Pokemon by running into them, though some will chase you down once they spot you. The Direct also showed... A more typical wild Pokemon encounter in the tall grass. As it turns out, you may have some control over these encounters as well. A small exclamation point will show up or appear in the grass, indicating that there is a wild Pokemon there. And then you can initiate the battle by running towards it and expanding the area, just like with the Pokemon that physically appear in the overworld. It's unclear if there are any occasions where Pokemon will attack you at total random as a surprise, but it seems very unlikely as the new mechanic has worked so well. Okay, so if it's like that, then it's... It's still kind of that random battle uh, uh, yeah, like, in like, tall grass. Uh, Pokemon, I know, at least I have Pokemon Sun, but I know that in, in that game, Pokemon Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, um, they have these kind of, like, they're more special battles where if you're walking through an area, you can kind of see a a shadow of a Pokemon kind of like rummaging through the grass. And if you get close, it'll be like, give the little exclamation mark uh, thing. And then you can go into it. And then these Pokemon in that game, at least are either like more special. They have more abilities or some more powers or something like that, which is cool because like if they add at least where you can still walk through the grass and get into random battles, even if it gives you that indicator that it's going to happen, rather than just going game yeah, stops, like, like pause and then goes into the battle. Like if there's still some sort of indicator, like then I think that's still enough of that original mechanic that yeah, like, it will still feel uh, like a classic Pokemon game. It, it kind of feels like once you see the indicator, if you walk over there, maybe like a Jigglypuff and a Caterpie like pop up or something. Yeah. So like you now know what's in that area because you've explored the area type of thing. Yeah. But like then it's kind of like both. Um, just quickly going over the rest of Pokemon because we have a lot to cover, as you, I said. You want to know one thing that I think is stupid? Like, it's not stupid, but the way that Nintendo handles their online pro um, system is 
going to make this game stupid. Uh, the multiplayer Giga Pokemon battles yep. in the overworld or whatever. So it's like, yeah, you can play with people online, but there's since there's they would have to implement some sort of in-game friend system that allows you to matchmake and join games with your friends because the way that Nintendo Online is, there is no way in most games to set up a game with your specific friends. So good luck playing these Giga Pokemon battles with your friends who live in different towns or different parts of the city and stuff like that unless you're able to meet up and play with local wireless like nintendo get your shit together for the online it's 2019 i think what might happen i don't know if this is a possible thing or not but there might be a lot of emphasis on um the smartphone mechanic that nintendo's trying to pull off with their lie or their like online service and the rodham phone that the pokedex is uh being created for so rather than having a standalone Pokedex, Sword and Shield gives you the option of using your cell phone as a Pokedex. I'm wondering if the game's going to interact. Like, it's just going to be inconvenient as hell, but maybe you have to have, like, you can only connect with people who are also friends in your your cell phone that, or something. That would just be awful. Like, N- Nintendo it's needs to... backwards. Yeah, like, they need to get out of... Just because they're pulling a freaking blizzard, you know. You, don't you all have cell phones? Well, a lot of people use, um, why can't I think of the name? I used it for a bit and then I stopped. What's that, um, the super internet, the, the chat thing that a lot of PC gamers use? Discord? Yeah, Discord. Yeah. You know what? All Nintendo needs to do is work with Discord and get an official Discord app on their, on the Switch and allow that to be like matchmaking. It's kind of like remember the Game Spy how that how they ran a lot of like game servers back on like the PS2 and uh, original Xbox. Yep. Years. I don't know. Like I feel like Nintendo just is like they're so far behind on the on the Nintendo or on the online gameplay that these new games are coming out with great possibilities or great potential for online play but it's so crippled from their current online system. It's like, I saw that, like, where they're talking about, oh, you can play with your friends. It's like, oh, cool, because I know people who are going to get that, and I think this would be a cool cool thing to do, do, like, four-player Pokemon battles. But then I also realized that there's no way in hell that I'm going to be able to actually organize a game and make it easy for us to all get together and play one battle so that's a thing that i'm probably never going to take advantage of well unless i be- play with random people online like everyone else well the the only other thing that like kind of took me by surprise a little bit was their new the like their new battle gimmick is even more of a gimmick than mega evolution or um what did they have in Sun and Moon? Like the the powered evolution or the um, oh, like the Z stones or something like that. Yeah. So now it's Dynamax, where you can just supersize your Pokemon, and it's only for three turns. Yeah. But I, I, it adds. They have to add something, right? Like they have to add something that makes it unique. 
Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. It's just, it's not something I was like super excited about, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, great. So it, it comes out November 15th? Yep. Yeah, so this is. And I'll, I'll battle you in like March. <laughs> yeah. This is a problem for me because um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order comes out on the same day. And uh, I pre ordered that the other day. Just because it's Star Wars and it's a single player game and it's made by Respawn, uh, but you know, depending on what they show on E3 this year, I might might change that. But man, I hate it when two games that I'm looking forward to come out on the same day. Like at least, yeah. Like, oh, if if it's a week apart, that's fine because you know you can get a good solid week of playing one game. But now I have to divide my time up between two. That's how I feel right now with like Mario Odyssey. I'm just when I'm playing games, I'm just like I'm playing this, nothing else. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to get you to install Battlefield Five for next week for weeks. All right, moving you on. Heard to that the everyone week. next week. Maybe Sean's going to install Battlefield Five. On I'll, I'll do it in two weeks when you're on your cruise. <laughs> yeah. um, so Microsoft is planning some big things for its press conference. Do you, what are they did, planning? Um, the headline is Xbox promises something new for its press conference. But what could it be? So I've heard uh, some rumors that they're going to change their uh, gamer tag. Um, pol- not policy, I guess policy, the way it works. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they're going to potentially have it so that two people can have the same gamer tag but it'll be kind of like discord right now so uh discord the way that it's set up is two people can have the same username but they add like a hashtag and a number so we could both be seen on screen podcast but then we both have a hashtag it'd be like hashtag zero zero one hashtag zero zero two yeah which is kind of cool, but at the same time, I hate that. Like, I know uh, Blizzard um, does that as well, I think, with, like, their Battle.net. Uh, I, I, I don't like having, like, numbers on my usernames and stuff like that. So, I don't know how that's going to, if I'm going to like that when, if my username automatically switches to a hashtag and a number. Uh, but that's the only rumor, rumor that... Uh, that I, I, think, I think Microsoft is going to focus a lot on Game Pass and trying to like make sure it survives because it didn't have a great like first and a half year. I think because people were kind of weary about it, right? Like it's just another, but, but like a year in another, subs- another subscription thing, and and yeah, like it seemed like it it you were getting a lot, right? Like where you can download and play full games without the need of an internet connection without having to stream them and stuff like that but then a lot of like a lot of things people need to see what's what's being offered right so when they say yeah a selection of a hundred plus games was well, like people need to see what games there are and there has to be enough of a selection of games to entice people to play and so i think over the last year the fact that they've added games that on launch date Right, like Forza, um, uh, Crackdown Three, uh, the new Halo is supposed to be on there. Like you know, all of these things. 
that is more enticing. But when it launched, it was like, okay, there's like they're telling us about these games that are going to show up on here. But right now, there's just stuff, right? Um, I would say it was probably about like four or five months before I even started to consider subscribing and even then it was because it's like you know what i'm gonna subscribe later when these games that i'm interested in are on i think they're gonna announce their game pass ultimate officially like we know that they're working on it um but i think that's gonna be something and they're gonna probably announce their uh official pricing for that uh if they listen to our episode last last week they would know the sweet spot pricing yeah it's just i don't know <laughs> yeah 120 dollars, and we're all in yeah and that's it i still like because mine expires in like a month or so because i mm. did my last six month one in february so yeah. i don't know i really yeah, don't. And, and, the, and this is the time of and, and i think a lot of people will buy xbox live gold and playstation plus subscriptions and all that stuff around e3 because that's when a lot of sales go on either for pre-orders or for you know for older stuff so if they can announce that right now for e3 at a good price i think there's a there's a chance that a lot of people will jump on that especially if they can market it properly and the price isn't too high like we had mentioned last week but uh yeah, and I th- I I think on top of that, uh, I don't I don't know what list you have, but I can see Microsoft talking about um, Xbox going forward. Yeah. Uh, okay. I remember last year they had mentioned like they are trying to get rid of like new, like a set generation. Like, instead of going from, like, the original Xbox to Xbox 360 to the Xbox One, like, those are set generations, like PS2, PS3, PS4. I know that they had mentioned last year that they were trying to break that, so there'll be, like, different tiers of Xbox One consoles, but they will they will all play the same games, but at Just different, one's going to have a 4K experience. Yeah, at different, like, graphical fidelities. Um, and obviously, eventually, you know, like in years down the road, the base system is no longer going to be able to play games at an acceptable standard, I guess, to where technology has moved. So I think that's a ways down the road, though. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Right. Like, uh, but if if Microsoft is going to announce something like that or kind of uh, expand on that idea. I think that's really good for them because no longer are people going to have to when when a new console is announced like everyone's hoping for sony to announce the playstation 5 right so no longer is it going to be where oh i have this console they just announced a new generation and now i'm gonna have to buy a whole new console and get all of these new games well you can keep your system and then when the time is right for you to upgrade, you can do that. Whether or not be whether it be like when you buy a new TV, or your system finally dies, or whatever it may be, you're not limited to the games that you can play because of the new games that are coming out. 
you can still play on your system. Absolutely. Whereas like the PS4 was a big thing. Like, uh, oh, it's a new system, but I can't play it in my PS3 games, right? So now Sony is playing catch up on backwards compatibility, right? And and there's been a lot of rumors that the PlayStation 5 is going to be f- completely pa- backwards compatible with PS4 and further um, generations back. Whereas Microsoft has had backwards compatibility with Xbox 360, like although not 100%, but enough and and the games that people want and play and they keep adding games it's for been great. a few years now, right? So, you know, like there's a few games that I'm still hoping for for to show up on Xbox backwards compatibility, like uh, the Burger King games. Yeah. Sneak, Sneak King. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, you have to, yeah, like you're the Burger, you're the Burger King. You're the king. You're the king of the burgers? Sneak around different areas and you have to sneak up on people and give them big, uh, I was going to say Big Macs. Uh, uh, What's the Burger King? The Whopper. The Whopper, yeah. Give them Whoppers and like uh, milkshakes and stuff like that. That's what I want. All right. A remaster of Sneak King. So I'm just going to go down this list of some things. I'll, I'll leave it fairly general. Um, but the the Xbox gamer tag change was a big one that we are kind of anticipating. It's it's kind of rumored. But not fully. Um, we've also been, like, we're, we're really starting to see a lot of indications that a new Alien game is going to come out. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, seeing that. But that's... Uh... It's Bioware. Bio- I, I I'm oh. just going down a list. Is that I mean, Bioware. Uh, I thought that was like Sega or something like that. Sega. Doesn't Sega own the? Sega owns the uh, Alien. Oh, maybe it is. I thought it was Bioware. Yeah. I just I tooted off the top of my head, but so it it's one of the uh, writers who is best known for his contribution contributions to bioware franchises yeah so like mass effects and he teased on twitter uh that he might be working on a new alien game and saying that it will be revealed soon so uh but i'm pretty sure sega well sega did they did they um develop or did they just release or whatever it is I, I don't know. Like, I didn't play the Alien games either. Uh, it was fun. But... It was um, kind of a slight disappointment, but it was still fun nonetheless. It felt like you were actually playing a Alien movie for a little bit. So anyways, moving on. New Alien game, hopefully. Hopefully it's not a mobile-only game. Well, <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Just, like, uh, Funko's releasing a, an online game very shortly. It should actually be announced at E3. Or at least we should see some images of it for E3. So that's kind of cool. Funko, like the bobblehead company? Yeah, Funko's releasing a video game, and they're also releasing a full-length feature movie in Funko World with the rights to a lot of characters, like Iron Man, Batman. It's going to be like the Angry Birds movie all over again. Uh, I'd be slightly more interested. I don't know. Depending on if they get... It's going to be like the Emoji movie. Apparently, they've worked really hard with studios 
to get the the actors who portray them to provide the voices. So we'll see who's in, who's out. Okay. Um. Wow. You you kind of derailed my my listing a little bit there. Um. Due to an Amazon UK listing that was spoiled the other day, Ubisoft has confirmed that Watch Dogs Legion is coming, or we'll see a teaser for it. Oh yeah, and apparently you're supposed to be able to play anyone. Like you can actually play as NPC characters. Yeah, I saw something about that. But you know what? Like, let's not let's not get too excited about this because remember Watchdogs in general. Watchdogs was a cool concept that just failed. Well, like, the hype everything... was the hype was real for the first Watchdogs, and then it came out and it looked nothing like what they showed at E3. And it was just felt broken. Like driving mechanics, the worst. Yeah, and trying to hack while you were driving was impossible. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just breathing. <laughs> we, we we're gonna see another Destiny Two DLC come out. Yeah. Apparently, they're going back to the moon. So, are they trying to take over Destiny One? Like, for people who are still playing the first Destiny, they're like, hey guys, like. Come on over to Destiny 2 because we have the moon here. We're, um, I did hear a rumor to increase playership. They were going to offer some of the DLCs for free. If you didn't have the Taken King expansion already on your game, they were going to offer some as an E3 promotion. That is not confirmed, but that is a, uh, a rumor that is out there. For for Destiny 1? For Destiny 2. Oh, wait. The, which one's the... Destiny 2 is like full... like um. I guess you could call it like their game of the year version or whatever, or their collector's edition had, it was called Taken King and it had like four DLCs, but it expanded the game. Uh, Destiny but like, 1. I think that's Destiny 2. I might, I might. I'm pretty sure the Taken King was the Destiny 1. Yeah, that was the first Destiny game. Two. Hmm. I might, I might have. There's no way I didn't, I didn't even so. know that. I didn't even think Destiny was still a thing. You know, like I know that they're Bungie. It's ever was since it Forsaken? Doing, ever was it? Maybe the Forsaken. I don't know. I think ever since uh, Bungie kind of stopped with the Halo thing, and then they started they put all of their eggs into Destiny's basket, and the first one was popular because it was something new and it was super hyped, but then it just kind of went to grind fest. There was no story. You're right. It is destiny one. Yeah. And, and I don't think destiny two really took off as much as they, they hoped I had played it. I'm like, meh, same thing. Bored. Yeah. It it was, it was pretty boring if you didn't play with anybody, especially. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, fun. Cool. So we're going to see another destiny. Yep. Be, let's be all super excited about that. Yeah. So, who knows? Uh, I'm not overly concerned, nor am I excited for it. So, whatever. Um, we will, I'm predicting, um, we will finally hear, like, what the pre-order bonuses are for Death Stranding and if there's anything else. We do know now that it is really said to be released on November 8th um, as if- per Sony. I, I saw a picture of uh, Kojima sitting with like uh, the baby thing, mm-hmm. in in its like bio chamber or whatever. If that was an option for a pre order bonus, I would totally buy that. Like a statue? Yeah, just so that I could have this like 
baby in some sort of floating bio chamber thing that lights up and you know like i'd keep that forever so that i could be like 90 and my grandchildren would be like grandpapa what is that i'd be like that's your uncle <laughs> in your floating chair yeah um we should see more about death uh death stranding i'm assuming sony's like oh we're not gonna be there but you know you're gonna see a new trailer yeah. and you know what i don't think it's gonna answer any more questions i think it's just gonna leave people more confused yeah i think they you could know, show they could literally show like an hour of footage and people still wouldn't know what's going on in that game yeah they're just cutting it left right and center yeah uh. Um, speaking of confusing, I did write down, so I had to recheck my notes, but it just says unconfirmed roller derby game. Ubisoft. Oh yeah, so there's rumors that Ubisoft is going to create some sort of uh, Rocket League type game, and it's going to take place in like a roller derby type scenario. Yeah, with Fortnite-like designs and Rocket League type mechanics. Okay. Wait, so you're going to be able to build forts while no, on roller derbies? Like the characters will be generated like the Fortnite characters. Oh, great. You know what that means? More stupid kids, dances? More kids yeah. doing stupid dances in the mall. What does society come to? Um, <laughs> I love we're how gonna... I laugh at my own jokes. Nobody I know. That needs I, to, I, but I, I just like, pause. Yeah, as long as I um, find it funny. Rumors a few weeks back when Game of Thrones was ending was that George R.R. Martin was collaborating on some software or a game. Nobody knew really what it was going to be about, but we are going to maybe find something about it about it this week. I have a feeling we're going to find out. Maybe it's a Game of Thrones game. That'd like be an actual, uh, Like an actual, but you get to kind of, like, you get to kind of pick the way you do it. Yeah, so not like the Telltale series game of thrones yeah you kind of just have like more opportunity to be like you could either wage war on people or you could not wage war on people you could mm-hmm. try and build a society maybe like uh i was thinking kind of like a civ type game where you you could pick a different faction and like there's no predetermined winner of the game you, you either win or you lose because mm-hmm. in the game of thrones you win or you die whereas telltale tells you exactly what you have to do it's like Cersei hits X to do this or Y or circle to do that. Right. That would be really cool, but nobody really knows what he's going to do. But as long as everyone dies at the end, no, there can only be one winner and then the game just ends and you start over. Yeah. You're the winner, the player. Um, I did hear an interesting rumor from, well, I was reading it on like a board game Reddit. A lot of people think Catan is going to be the next board game to make its way to Switch, and more, like more expandable Catan. So, like, I don't know how, like, because you're playing online randomly, anyways. Yeah. Um, you could play games that are beyond like ten points on bigger boards, but you're playing on your Switch, which I think would actually be so sweet. I have I have a few games like board digital board games on my Switch, and and they are they are fun, but. See, the, the, my problem with them is that board games are a very social thing. So although you can have an online game, if there's no way to talk to the people you're playing with, it's very boring. 
Yeah, like I, I think I would want to play against somebody that I don't know. Yeah, Nintendo, get your shit together. <laughs> we want yeah, come voice on. chat. But we'll will not be announced, but yeah. Yeah, I know. A a girl can dream. No. I would uh, I would literally lose my shit if if Nintendo announced like a revamped online system or like even a new uh switch os that had actual like friend matchmaking communication chat stuff like that new nintendo online yep i have that written down for you but that would never happen because come on it's nintendo and they don't listen to what people want they just listen to what makes them money never do they ever um do you know who does listen to what we want but also doesn't listen at the same time infinity ward and um, it has been confirmed that the next Call of Duty will be Modern Warfare. Yeah. Now it the the trailer looked great. Now it did say in game foot like in game engine or whatever, which you know we'll see. Yeah. The big thing is Call of Duty Modern Warfare will not have a season pass. This has been confirmed, as well as crossplay between Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Now that's huge. That's massive, except anybody who plays in a PC lobby is going to get fucking owned. Now, they might have some sort of, uh, like... Like a handicap? Yeah, or they they might make it so that uh, you can only get matched up with a PC lobby if you're playing on the console with a mouse and keyboard. Or, or PC players that play with a controller. I don't know why they would for a first-person shooter, um, but if they get... If, if they're playing with a controller on PC, they get matched up with uh, console gamers. Uh, that'd be interesting. We but, will see. It's you know it, Like, that's so exciting, though. Like, I can yeah. finally play with people who play on PlayStation. Yeah. I, I do like how the kind of general move in the industry is going away from Season Pass for, for the like, the online multiplayer games. Like, Call of Duty, Battlefield... There was something about the call, like the Call of Duty seasons passes back in the day, which were so exciting, because you would like buy the seasons pass, and then you and your buddy, like remember when we were in college and we were buying season passes, and everybody would be like, "New DLC comes out," and like that was also our thing. You would just go drink and play Call yeah. of Duty until you passed out, and then you yeah. do it again. But see, the problem with that is that it if you don't buy it, it's it segregates the uh, or it divides the. Uh, the online community right so then you get all these people that have the season pass and that can play these certain maps and then you get people that don't buy it and matchmaking so hard unless like i think it was call of duty i want to say it was black ops one or modern warfare two that as your host could allow you onto the maps so if you were in if you were in a party and your host was also like had the dlc you could play on their maps but if you like it would be like the battlefield thing where one person be pulled from the party everybody's pulled from the party yeah and if you got kicked then everybody got kicked off that server and you had to do it again yeah battlefield one implemented that because i remember playing with my buddy who had uh had the dlc stuff he he had bought them and i didn't but uh i could be i could play the maps with him if i was in his squad and stuff like that yeah, I'm, I'm modern. War- that, like, I think it was Modern Warfare Two that did that. Yeah, like Battlefield Five has done it, where or it has done away with the season pass, and I, I have a feeling a big part of that was 
with the whole fiasco that was Battlefront 2. Um, but I like how the industry is moving away, like where any microtransactions in it is just like for cosmetic stuff. And people buy cosmetics items, like especially if they make them cool enough looking. Like I'm when I see some of these things, like I'm tempted to actually purchase it. But then at the same time, I'm cheap and I don't want to do it. But there's there are people that buy these cosmetic items. So, yeah, you see it in Rainbow Six all the time. Yeah, and and the fact that uh, like EA's been doing pretty good with it, and and I keep bringing up Battlefield Five because that's what I've been playing lately. But they they release new maps, and everyone gets it, and then it goes into the regular rotation, and it makes matchmaking so much easier because you don't have to find a game and then wait in a lobby for you know like one person to join the game so that you can start right just so you have enough players so i'm glad that that's how things are going but is is modern warfare is that is it technically like modern warfare 4 i think i think it's going to be considered a revamp or is it like a prequel to modern warfare 1 see like are they taking a page out of microsoft's book and like, oh, we're gonna we we have like the fourth iteration. Let's rename the fifth one as the first one and confuse people. That's just the way she goes though. Yes. That'd be interesting. I know that um Square Enix, even though I did you just read my mind? Uh, probably. We are connected mentally. Are Some... you are you going on Tomb Raider or Avengers Project? Uh, actually, neither. Oh, damn. Yeah, but Square Enix. Uh, I know a lot of people. So last year it was uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which was in development for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people are really hoping for their big RPG announcement this year to be Final Fan- the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, they've been teasing that for the last like what like nine years, so now that they've announced that they are kind of putting all of their time and effort into that game, now that um, Kingdom Hearts three was released, uh, I know a lot of people are really hoping for either like a release date or some solid information for that game. I know I am. I'm I'm interested to see how they take this. It's Final Fantasy seven is considered to most one of the best. Uh, Final Fantasy games ever made, or that's on people's like number one or two on their top ten list of Final Fantasy games. Um, so I know like they've said that more information is coming out in June. Obviously, it's going to be at E3, but like maybe if they give us a, at least a release date, that'd be cool. Uh, I d- I don't disagree. I also think Square Enix is going to tell us a little bit about. Um, they're doing their own presentation for the first time, and a lot of people are anticipating the Avengers project. We actually see something. Apparently, they have worked really hard on this project, and they have, they're trying to make it the most diverse superhero game possible, but also the most real feeling. So it'll be kind of open world, but also like Wait, so. If you die in movement. the game, you die in real life. Not necessarily, but I think it's going to be a lot of fluid movement, not like some of those yeah. old Iron Man games and stuff. I'm interested to see how this is going to 
uh, how is this is going to compete with uh, what's the one on Switch? Uh, Ultimate. Was it Marvel? Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. Right, because that's that's a big announcement, and especially because that's. But well, that game think, comes out next month, so. Yeah, and it's a Switch exclusive. For the mm-hmm. time being, we don't know if it's going to come out for any other system eventually, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Avengers, the Square Enix Avengers game, is going to compete with Marvel Ultimate Alliance because they. I think people are super excited for Ultimate Alliance. I know I am. Like, I'm actually on the fence on whether or not I'm going to buy it. Just because I like those, the superhero kind of beat-em-up games like that. Yeah. But then I found out recently, like everyone else, that there's a Square Enix Marvel's Avengers game. So it's like, okay, now my you you have my attention. Like, We're going to see you... something massive. And yeah. I bet you it's going to use, like... I, I wonder, if, I, I don't want to say I bet, but like I wonder um, if we are going to see some sort of like Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., any sort of involvement. I can tell you right now that one of those games I'm going to ha- be purchasing on sale. And it's probably going to be Ultimate Alliance. And it's not going to be the game that has Fat Thor in it. You mean Mr. Ice Cream? Um, quickly, just before we get to our predictions, Cyberpunk 2077 should get a release date. We're still kind of waiting. We have no idea. Um, I hope to I'll... see some sort of story element to that rather than just a straight-up gameplay. All indications out of Warner Brothers Montreal is we are going to see a new Batman game. Um, I hope it's kind of grungy and fun and challenging like the arkham knight i thought that was probably one of the best superhero games ever made if not the best superhero game ever made um arkham city origins after that just kind of sucked um we are also potentially going to see a justice league game and rocksteady's heavily involved in that so can we stop with the superhero games like I'm okay there's, with Project Project Avengers or whatever it's called because no, there's way too many superhero games already. You knew this was coming though after the <laughs> the culmination of those movies, right? Yeah. But I don't think we need a Justice League game because the last time we had a Justice League game it was um what the hell was that game called? DC Superheroes, the one where you can create your own hero. Yeah. And it's DC st- Universe Online. Yeah, and it's still active, which is Yeah, crazy. and it's coming out on a Nintendo Switch. Which is fun because you can make the Flash Batman. Yeah. Um, sorry, were, were you going to say something else on that, or can I no, keep I powering? No, I was just complaining about superhero games, and I think they need to stop. No, actually, I'm 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 kind of excited that there's a reemergence of the superhero games. Like they were they were huge in the Xbox 360 slash PS3. They were also really huge in the 16 bit generation. Let's yeah. not forget that. So I'm I'm glad that they're kind of coming back. Or 32 bit. They, they're just like mindless fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of mindless fun, that we're still not going to see anything for. Remember how Metroid Prime got scrapped and then or Metroid Prime 4 was like uh, Nintendo was just like, oh, we don't like it. We're redoing it. Yeah. Or we might see something. Maybe they'll have like the logo again, but it yeah. will be slightly different and it will but fade in over a longer amount of time. 2020 release, maybe. Um, I think that's being hopeful. And you know what? Honestly, for that, because because they scrapped it and started again, I think it's going to be at, at the earliest uh, 2021. 
Um, I think we're also going to hear, or actually, I'll go. I'll go off this in one second. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's anything. Oh, um, the last thing in rumors before we get to predictions is apparently that Activision license of James Bond 007 has kind of popped back up in the the world. If you're follow, if you're a fan of Bond and you're on the Reddit, you the IPs have been filed for a new game. Yeah, I called it the Reddit. Uh, I purposely Reddit. did. Okay. Um, there's new IPs been filed for a James Bond 007 game. Considering this is Daniel Craig's last movie, we might see a new 007 game, which I would not be upset about. Wait, is is this 2000? Is E3 2019 going to be the E3 of the, the re- of like the 2000s? Like all of these things were big in the year 2000, 2001, 2002. Like bet- like the first five years of this decade. Is this? Are we coming full circle again? Is this going to be the greatest E3 ever? Maybe. Um, last year's was pretty good, but we'll see what happens this year. So well, last year's was kind of trash. Here, here's the game and how she goes down. Um, we'll ju- we'll just talk big three because you can also just predict any sort of outside predictions whatsoever. So we'll quickly go through each. Um, each company, and we'll go from from there. So, Microsoft, what do you predict? Uh, they are going to spend a lot of time showing off Halo Six. Is that yep. new Halo? I feel like that's going to be some sort of um, uh, like multi-part series rather than just like one full game. I feel like it's going to be come out in some sort of like episodic like installments or something. Yeah, uh, Halo. I, I would agree with that, and then I would also say I think we're going to see Gears Five. It's yes. time, and I think they and I would not be surprised if they announce some sort of Forza game again. Yeah, but that's it's becoming repetitive. Yeah. It's this year would be a, a Forza, not a Horizon. So yeah, um, and, and there's going to be a massive emphasis this year on Game Pass, straight up. Yeah, yeah, either Game Pass by itself or uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but they are going to definitely talk about the software side of things slash like membership. You know what I mean? Like not like yeah. actual gameplay. They're going to talk about either um, interacting with the Xbox platform or Xbox moving forward. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, additionally, I would say with with Microsoft we're we're going to see either that they got the exclusive they're going to get exclusive rights back for one game for tournaments whether that be like an Apex a Fortnite or they get the rights back to Call of Duty they're going to get the rights for a big tournament and i think it's going to happen um Sony we know they're not presenting but we think something's going to come out i think they're going to drop a bomb via video that the PS5 is coming out like in a year, which is crazy rushed and stupid. Um, aside from that, we are going to see Naughty Dog one way or another present more footage of The Last of Us 2. And I wouldn't go too far. Like, I don't know what game you could really, like what franchise really needs to be resurrected or continued right now on yeah. Sony. Sony's a tough one because because they pulled out of being at E3. They are obviously we're going to see something from them. They're going to do like a Nintendo Direct style thing, but a lot of their stuff, like kind of like last year, is just going to be their 
their second party and third party developers that they're just going to show off. Yeah, they've got nothing really big cooking unless they're waiting for like a Killzone three to come out or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Killzone four. Sure. Yeah. See, that's how little <laughs> I can, like. I don't know. Um, Nintendo. Oh my God! Nintendo could literally do so much stuff to win keep, E3. Keep it under thirty seconds. I don't know. Just under try. Thirty seconds. You know, they need to show us more of Animal Crossing for Switch because they teased it last year. Okay. Um, that is a one hundred percent buy, day one buy for me. And most people, I think. Um, you know what? I hope that like I'm I'm sure they're gonna show something for Super Smash Bros. Whether or not be like more characters or whatnot, but I hope it's not uh, twenty five minutes of their thirty minute nintendo direct yeah more characters woohoo um i don't know like i honestly like i feel like they're gonna show off more of the things that they showed last year uh do you do you have any prediction of any games i think we are gonna find out a um virtual console is going to be increased to super nest and possibly 64 if not i think this this is the year we see the super uh this the nintendo 64 classic come out mm-hmm. um people are begging for it there's got it's got to something's got to give because people want to play those games and crtv uh cr crt tvs mm-hmm. are becoming harder to find where you can actually play the game without interlacing issues yeah like, we play Mario Party sometimes on the 64 on an LCD TV, and it's an older TV, so the response isn't bad, but newer TVs can't handle it. Um, I'm planting the same flag I do every year and saying a 3D or uh, an open world Donkey Kong is going to happen. Yeah, like, maybe. We, we just, like, Tropical Freeze was just a port from the Wii. Yeah. They need an, a new game. We're, we're definitely going to see another Wii U port to the Switch. And Super Mario Odyssey 2 will be officially announced. Maybe. I would not be surprised if they announced Super Mario 3D World. Because that's like the one one uh, Wii U game that has not been ported over to the Switch. Or, yeah, to the Switch. And uh, there is actually in Super Mario Maker 2, there is an extra mode or like design... Um, option thing uh which is super mario 3d land so they've clearly been working on uh, bringing that game engine over to the switch and i wonder if that's something that they're going to do hopefully um i i i I don't want to like say too many things for nintendo because we're always so wrong with nintendo opposed to everything else ea i'm gonna go out on a bold limb and say nhl 20 does not happen I think they're going to take a year off and they're going to redo the game because the last few have just been terrible. Um, I also think not only are we going to see some sort of Sims expansion pack because there's been a lot of smoke to that, but we could see a Sims 5 um, announcement for the future. Now, how would you feel if they uh, went away with the year like numbered NHL games and just came up with like NHL? Madden and... and- and yeah. and came out with instead of uh, coming out with a, a game every year, they update and they they change the game or add features to it every year. You know what the I mean? only like, the only issue I'd have with that as a fan of certain teams, like this year I bought NBA 2K19 because if Kawhi Leonard doesn't stay with the Raptors, 
I have a game where he's on the roster. It's a it's a sports thing. Mm. It's just the way it is. Because if you're constantly updating, um, do you remember a few years ago when you were able to like EA allowed you to update your rosters based off um, like a list of rosters they had for different yeah. sporting games? They yeah. don't do that anymore. So like once you've updated, you can only you can revert only back to the default. Gotcha. So that that would be my EA. I think we're also going to hear another apology about Star Wars, and then they're going to be like, "Hey, we're releasing some free Star Wars content." I think. I think. Uh, oh yeah, we'll definitely see some more stuff on Star Wars Jedi Fallen yep. Order, or whatever. I'm hoping to see some actual gameplay stuff. Um, I think they've been doing pretty well on the Battlefront Two front. Uh, <laughs> They've been uh, they've they've done a lot to fix that game from the clusterfuck that it was uh, last over the last like few years. Um, I'm hoping that they'll show some new content for that. Um, but yeah, EA EA could could that's that's a hard one too. Yeah, Th- those are the only ones we're gonna do, actually do predictions for. Um, next week we are planning to do a full coverage episode. It'll probably be around the two hour mark, I'd assume. Um, but we will go over each show that we saw. We're going to see any, any surprises we had. And then we're really going to want your opinions going forward as well. Yeah. And then we're going to be taking a week off because David is going on vacation and he's taking Sean with him in my carry on. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We may not be going to California, but E3 will be. We will see you all soon. Thanks for listening.